this summer grand carnival is taking over Kings Island from June 15th to July 7th. Experience the opening ceremony every afternoon when the park erupts with sights, sounds, and flavors from around the world. Be surrounded by the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade that sweeps across the park at twilight and showers guests with beads. And enjoy unique food, drinks, and live music at the huge grand carnival street party all night. Don't miss the celebration as big as the park. Get the best deal on tickets at visitkingsisland.com. It's amazing in here. Five-hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-hour tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural side from the makers of Five-Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. Try five-hour tea today. Look for all three flavors by the cash register at your local holiday station store. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Yes, you better believe your ears. It is a Sunday edition of Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Steven Jodder, and joining me today is Jake Wachoba and Armand Kafai. And on today's episode, banter, hot takes, and a lot of yelling. As we give our thoughts on the U.S. Men's National Team and the perfection so far at the 2019 Gold Cup ahead of the quarterfinal matchup against Carousel. Listeners, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and follow us at Pod. Now, jumping straight into our conversation from Thursday night. Let's talk about the U.S. men's national team. They're perfect. They are perfect through the Gold Cup. Wow. Who would have thought? Steven, you're right. Who would have thought? I think I was the. I think you guys said they're gonna crush out the group. No, thing. no, no. Steven yeah, didn't. Said Steven, Steve, well, Steven didn't say it. I said I thought there was a good chance they would crash out in the group Jake, by how they had played. God, Jake, Jake, I have a little present for you. Greg Berhalter kind of called you out on it. You want to hear? Oh, you want to hear what he I had to say? I, you want to hear? No, no. Smug, we're gonna play this, listeners. He's a Greg smug Bo- a-hole. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Here, uh, here's Greg Berhalter. Greg, obviously there were a couple of friendlies before the tournament started that didn't go how you had hoped. Um, some fans might have been a little nervous after going 3-0, and winning the group. What would you say to them now about the state of the team and, and, and the future that lies ahead for the squad? You know, I think we, we try to do our speaking um, for what we do on the field, you know, and I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, again, the guys are determined. We, you know, one of our objectives was to, to win the group have the best goal difference in the group and we managed to do that so we're proud of the guys but you know we know we have more more soccer to play in this tournament what do you have to say that jake oh yeah yeah pat yourself on the back there greg oh you did it you did you had the best goal differential in the group you had to play a team that hadn't scored since September in Trinidad and Tobago and had to play a team that was making its first ever gold cup appearance in Guyana and you had to play Panama, who we all know is such a big CONCACAF power. Wow, way to go, Greg. Pat yourself on the back. You did it. You beat three massive footballing nations in Guyana, Trinidad and Tobago, in Panama. 
on, get out of here. That's expected. They should have done what they just did. Why is he sitting up here like, look at us. All you haters out there, you guys doubted Jake, us. You, guys you thought they were going to fail. Did anybody not watch the Jamaica game? Did anybody not watch the Venezuela game? Come on. Look at the, Oh my god. I get it. I thought they were going to I didn't say I didn't say they were going to fail. I said I would not be surprised if they crashed out of the group. Let's let's be clear on that. Okay? They lost to Jamaica a week prior to the Gold Cup starting. And nobody can sit here and talk about, well, yeah, well, it's just Jamaica, whatever. We'll figure it out next week. No big deal. We just lost to a bunch of USL players. Whatever. No big deal. The U.S. did what it was supposed to do in the group. That is that is what they should have done, okay? Just like they should make the final. They should meet Mexico in the final. And if anyone's going to sit here and pat Greg Berhalter on the back because, oh, they had the best goal differential in the group. Good for them. Look at... Oh, man, group of death. Wasn't that the group of death? Look at all those teams. And if anyone's, anyone's going to sit here and pat him on the back because they got to the final of the Gold Cup, a tournament in which is set up. Set up to allow them and Mexico to meet in the final every time it is played. If we're going to sit here and pat him on the back and talk about how great this federation is and how great this team is and how it's moving in the right direction i don't know what to say because the, these are just these are just things the u.s should just be doing the u.s should just sleepwalk through the group the u.s should sleepwalk to get to the final mexico's not playing their best side right now mexico's missing some of their best players no one's sitting there and going wow look at mexico they beat cuba seven nothing let's pat them on the back great job tata you did it you beat cuba you beat you beat cuba get out of here what a week! What a week! Uh, what a week comment that was by Beralter. Come on! Wow, uh, Armand uh, Josie uh, Altador got the one goal for the U.S. versus Panama, but there are some interesting storylines headed into the match because both squads made a ton of changes. That's correct, Stephen. Panama manager Julio De La Valdez opted to actually name nine new starters, but our brother Greg Berhalter actually went a little wilder, swapping out all eleven players to start against. Trinidad and Tobago and placing them with their reserve players with the swaps. 22 players have played for the United States in the group stage. Only LAFC goalkeeper Tyler Mitter has yet to appear. Look at that, and Jake. Our, look at that. Look, our, uh, that rotation. Yeah, Greg Berhalter playing every player apart from the third goalkeeper. Do we Should we pat him on the back for that too? Do we want to – let's roll out the red carpet. Start, <laughs> wow, let's you're, build him a statue. Build him a statue – in Kansas City or Chicago or wherever the hell the headquarters Dallas. are. Dallas. I don't even know. Build them a statue Hall somewhere. Of Fame right there. Why are you mad? Let's do let's do the countrywide tour, the parade. Let's let's do everything. Let's go. Because Greg Berhalter got a team out of the group of the Gold Cup. Not the World Cup. Not the group of death of the World Cup. But the Gold Cup. Probably the second easiest group in, in this Gold Cup, I might say. What was it first? But you know, you know what's here's the problem. With Greg Berhalter's comment, and I, I know we're nitpicking about comments that he said post match when somebody just asked him this as the final question of the press conference. I know it is. Listeners, you can hate us for it. However, what else is he supposed to say up there? What do you want I, him I don't to know. say? 
don't don't come at the angle like, well, no one expected us to be here. Like you're Leicester City, you just won the Premier League. Like that's almost what it comes off as. Like, well, you know, we we the haters, man. You know, no one said we were going to win the group. No one said we could get out of it. You know, uh, back our our backs were against the wall, us against the world. That type of mentality. Like, come on, dude, you're the U.S. man. You should be one of the two or three best teams in, in Concacaf every they should be- single year. One, oh, no, they should, should be top, top two, top two, one or two, one or two. I ain't Costa Rica every now and then. That, that, I, whatever. But but by, the, by, but by the way, guys, you want to hear the crazy thing? As Jake was saying, the tournament is literally set up for the U.S. Mexico face off. How do we know this? To avoid the U.S. and Mexico playing each other in a potentially quarterfinal game, they've locked the matchups. So it's the first in Group C versus the second in Group D versus the first in Group D. Uh, and then on this on that same side of bracket, the first in Group D versus the second in Group C, which means they can't play anyone in Group A or Group B. Who's in Group A or Group B? Mexico. Wow, that's how it is. And meanwhile, right, FIFA. Meanwhile, FIFA headline from Yahoo Sports: Did FIFA make a mistake letting France and the U.S. Women's National Team play Conca in the quarterfinals? Would never. Concacaf would never. They would never make that mistake. They're smarter with it. They're smarter with it. They know they know I, how to get the max money. I just can't wait until when's the finals? Is it next weekend or in the middle of the week next just, week? So so guys, another thing. The women's world cup, Copa America final, and gold cup final are all on the same day, July seventh. Oh, I can't wait for the TV ratings. Give me those TV ratings, baby. I wanna know those TV ratings. I'll make a prediction now. The US women do not make the final. It will be the gold cup final that boasts the highest TV rating. If Mexico make it, I'm telling you that now. If Mexico make that final, because of, uh, of the the Spanish television, they will out broadcast the women's World Cup final. If the U.S. women don't make it, ooh takes. I know it's a, a lot of ifs there, but I, I I really do think Mexico has such a massive draw. I mean, they're America's team after all. Anyway, um, briefly, guys. The game on the field was rather boring, but two interesting notes got brought up. And let's begin with Josie Altador. Josie Altador earned his first start and collected his first goal since his brace in the U.S.'s 4-0 World Cup qualifying win against Panama on October 6, 2017. Wow. He's been on a dry run with the U.S. men's national team. However... That sets up Josie versus Zardes. Who do you start? And the other in and out question that was brought up on Twitter was Nick Lima or Reggie Cannon. Taylor Twelman and Paul Tonario currently think that Cannon is the better outlet over Lima. And actually, Greg Berhalter did comment on Lima playing right back. Is Nick Lima purely a right back with this team, or has, has any thought been given to to playing him at left back? Is you know he spent a lot of time there this season with this club. We you know we haven't really thought of that um, of playing him left back. Um, you know we like him at, at right back. We like Reggie. I thought had a good game, very aggressive going forward today. Um, you know we we really focus on Nick being on the right side. Armand, who do you start, Cannon? Or Lima, Zardes, or Altador. If I'll start with the easier one, uh, Josie over Zardes. Look, Josie, if he's healthy, 
If he can give you 90, if he can give you 75 even, he's the best player. He's the best forward in the pool right now. Josie over uh, Azardis, no question asked. For Lima and Reggie, I mean, look, as a guy who watches Reggie Cannon week in and week out, he has not had his best MLS season in his third year. He has not been that good, uh, to be quite honest with you. But he's turned it around. He got benched a couple weeks ago and he's turned it around. There's two perspectives, right? If it's me, I'll go Lima, left back, Reggie, right back, right? But we know it's not going to happen, guys. Like, I know people want, like, care about our opinions or whatever, but it's not going to happen. It's He's going to stick with Reem at left back, Lima at right back, just for that consistency, just for, you know, the, keeping the back line together, all that, all that stuff. That's what he's going to do. But I, I think if if I was Greg, I would have moved Lima to left back and had him play in that role, in that kind of center back-esque role, and have Reggie push up because Reggie's a lot more aggressive. And you know what? He's getting in. They're pushing him out a little bit wider. So, it's a lot more comfortable out there, and he flies up the pitch. His work rate never goes down. He's a really passionate player, so that's what I would do. But I don't think Curry's I'm gonna do sorry. That at all. Why would Burhalter tinker with the lineup headed into a, a knockout game? Why would he do that if the starting eleven against Guyana and Trinidad and Tobago were the same? He obviously wants the players to build chemistry. Yeah, all of a sudden it'd be smart. Headed into a knockout game where the U.S. men's national team are the substantial favorite. That, yeah, I'm going to make some changes. Out the door in Sardes is an easier change to make. But defensively, why would you break up the chemistry, even if the talent on the field isn't as best as it could be? That chemistry is hard to develop. The starting 11 against Guyana and Trinidad Tobago have two full 90 minutes worth of actual game time together. Where you have crowd noise, where you have the referees, where you have players running at you at full speed. This isn't practice. Why would Burhalter make those changes? Because there's only two days rest between the quarterfinals and semifinals. That's the reason why. I can tell that's why that's that's the reasoning behind it is there are only two days rest between the quarters and the semis. Why would you tinker with the lineup? You go with what is known. And suddenly rearranging the back four? You don't think there'll be a little bit of a miscommunication happen? Because they're just not normal? They're just not playing with the players they've been most familiar with? I don't know, Armand. You, you, you know this a little bit better since you do talk to an actual coach of a professional football team. Would there be any justification to make these changes headed into these knockout no, stages? No, they, would, they, would, they wouldn't do it. Nope, you stick with what got you there, right? Uh, that last game was obviously more rotation. In the games you played full strength or whatever, you stick with you stick with what got you there. I, I honestly, I all the only change I would even expect would be Josie for uh, Zardes. That's the only one I, I don't see. I don't foresee any backline changes. I don't see in the midfield. I don't see anything else. That, that I think it's the only change that Greg. I would, agree. You, you make a change at the striker ship because I think Josie Altador needed some fitness. Actual fitness. I think he needed a some game time where the pressure wasn't necessarily on him, but he clearly showed his work rate. and And listeners, here's Burhalter on Josie Altador's play post match. You know, I talked to Josie at halftime and I said, you know, how, how much more you got in you, and, and he said, I want to stay on the field. And, and when you hear that from a player, it makes you feel great. And then when the player goes out and scores the winning goal, it makes you feel even better because, you know, him and and all of the players that were on the field today, they wanted to win. And they wanted to win for the team. Um, 
you know, we had objectives coming into this tournament um, for the for the entire tournament and for the group stage, and one of our objectives was to win the group stage. So we we took this game very seriously, and and the guys showed that they can step up and perform. I think Berhalter's picking Chelsea Altador to start in the quarterfinal. I think Zardes did nothing to necessarily prove himself. Yeah, he had a good game against Trinidad and Tobago. But Josie Altador looked like a, a freaking bulldozer at times in the match. I know he had a streaky first half. He got the goal. But the, the minutes that he played were important. But you don't think Josie Altador around a, a Christian Pulisic might have a little more impact than a Jesse Zardes? I mean, Josie's a dog. Josie's a, a stud. Josie's a beast. Josie's, Josie is insane. He's the best forward in the pool. I mean, that's all I gotta say. He's the best forward in the pool. But guys, can Josie Josie score fluky goals like Josie Zardes can? Can Josie no. score off his face? No. I I honestly think Josie Zardes is gonna get the start. All right. Yeah, because you, you're trying you're trying to have that Zardes take being the most important player yeah. in the pool still He's be alive. Take cornered. Jake protect, is yeah. take corner. Protect your take. Protecting your take. There you go. At Unc Sam Soccer Pod at Jake Watroba at Armakafai at Steven Jodder. And listeners, chime in. What are your thoughts with the US men's national team? Uh with the win over Panama, the US clinched the top spot in its gold cup group for the fourteenth time in fifteen tournaments. Jake Pat them back for Greg Berhalter. Let's do it. He did it. He, he did, did it. it. Also, the 2019 tournament marks the second time the U.S. has kept clean sheets in three group stage matches when the Gold Cup has featured four team groups. The first instance occurred in 2007. Uh, should we make a bigger deal that they held clean sheets, Armand? Well, no. Not not really. It's a good performance. And I just want to say it. Uh, that this Gold Cup was also a fantastic Gold Cup to to show that, you know, some countries are starting to make advances in CONCACAF. We saw Bermuda get their first ever win uh, against Nicaragua. We saw Haiti top the group against Costa Rica. We saw Martinique scare Mexico uh, with Mexico 1-3-2. We saw Curacao advance, the U.S.'s next opponent. Very A very good... Uh, tournament for CONCACAF as a whole to show that hey look these nation league matches they played last year are start are starting to you know actually help out a little bit and they're starting to get games of the national team because earlier these guys wouldn't play together as much now they're playing together getting consistency and who knows maybe we'll see something different in world cup qualifying canada as well i mean guys like it's a pretty it's a much better tournament than copa america i'll even say much more entertaining Okay, buddy. Well, okay. What? Okay. Did we okay. not see Argentina no, no, no. Not, no. almost crap themselves almost on the field? Out. And that's not well, a surprise. Okay. okay, that's that's. I'll give you that. Fair enough. Argentina is always doing well, that. Okay, what other games of Copa America have you watched? A Brazil. Well, Brazil steamrolling. Um, okay. Yeah. And going through that, I I have not been able to watch all that much Copa uh, America. Ah, yeah. But the one match I did watch was What's entertaining up, as hell. <laughs> what it do, baby? Uh, you got me there. Hey, uh, USA versus Guyana. The Guyanese only produced one shot on target. USA versus Trinidad. The U.S. only faced three shots on target. And then versus Panama, 
one shot on target. So the defense has not really been tested, at least goalkeeping-wise, throughout the three matches all that strong. So the clean sheets are important, good for them, builds confidence, but I, I don't think we should read too much into it. Question of a day, taking Steven's role today. Are you more confident of the U.S. men's national team after the group stage than you were going into the tournament? Am I more confident in this U.S. men's national team? The answer is simply no. I have learned nothing because this was expected. Yeah, part of me wished that they had lost the game in the group stage just to see the media run around like fire ants after you plop your foot into a massive mound. Yeah, part of me wanted to see Twitter just melt down. But no, the U.S. quietly did what they were supposed to do, win all three matches, some matches more comfortably than the other. Yeah, against Panama, it was expected it would be tougher. But am I confident than I was before? No, because I still think they could go to the final. Even if they had lost against Panama, I would have thought that they could make it to the final. Why? Because the competition in CONCACAF isn't that difficult. They only meet Mexico in the final, okay? So, Armand, who who do they play next? Curacao. Do you know what their FIFA ranking is? No. 79. They are the 79th best team in the world. It's kind of a layup. A layup of a quarterfinal. Okay, okay, time out, time out, time out. If we're going to use the word layup, come on. Any, do you think any Masters U.S. Men's National Team is a layup? For the U.S. Men's National Team? Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, if they overestimate Curacao, they'll lose. Or underestimate Curacao, they will lose. You don't think this is a layup? No. They're not pushover as a lot of people want to expect them to be. Yeah, but Burrowhalter has the team confident. Burrowhalter has a team. It's not a layup. It's not a layup. All right, we'll see. We'll see. What, what, Jake, what's the determination that it was a layup? 3 nil, 4 nil. Or is it, uh, does four, it matter what's on the field? Or it doesn't. It should be a layup. I mean, it's Curacao, guys. This is the first time they've ever advanced out of the out of a. Gold Cup group stage. I think this was the first time they ever won a Gold Cup match this uh, this time around. I mean, come on, Armand. This is a layup. This is a layup. No, it's not a layup. Okay, I mean, you guys this can't is a layup. a layup. You guys you can't make that. Every team at CONCACAF's a layup. Yes, Dion, yes, layup. yes. Thank you. No, any yes. Team, no, any team no, that did not no, qualify no, for the Hex no, last no, cycle no, is a layup. No. No. no, no, you're. If you are not you guys, better no. than Honduras and Panama and the Trinidad and Tobago, are you are a layup. They are better than Honduras. You guys know that, right? Oh, are they? Are they? Are they really? Who? Who was? Uh, who was in a World Cup playoff last time around? That doesn't matter. It's a new cycle. It was a year ago, Armand. It doesn't matter. It's a new cycle. Armand, it's, it's a layup. Armand, I, Armand. I know. I know. I know CONCACAF wants us to sit there and go, oh, this is Panama, El Salvador, I, Honduras, you, Jamaica, okay, Costa Rica. You're going to believe this out again. I don't give what CONCACAF thinks. <laughs> Curacao is not a layup. Look, you look. if you guys want to think they're a layup and this and that, they finished second in the group. They beat Honduras. They I don't know what else to tell you guys. It's still a layup. You know why? You know why, Armand? It's because the U.S. have a man that costs $60, $70 million. The U.S. has a man that costs $70 million. Uh, they should steamroll everybody apart from maybe Costa Rica, Mexico, and Jamaica. Those are the three squads the U.S. cannot, uh, probably wouldn't stream, uh, uh, steamroll. Not going to throw Canada in that conversation? 
No, the, the, you really think Canada is going to put up a test against they the U.S.? They put up a test against Mexico. Who's better? Yeah, okay, for what? Come 50 on, minutes, 60 minutes? Really the U.S. Would, you guys will are get really, five. Look, the region is bad, but you guys are really underestimating the region. Sure, they'll probably beat Curacao 2 3 0, but it won't be a layup. No, I, it, it will be a layup. It'll be more than 2 3 0. It will I mean, be book it. 4 0 at the very least. Book it. All right, we'll see. Listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Bot. Uh, Jake, your confidence in this U.S. men's national team has it changed? Has it changed? No, no, it hasn't changed. And by and by the way, I was the person who said they are going to make the final after that crappy run at the end of 2018 with a Bobby Warshaw. I think is when I made that prediction. So, no, my confidence level hasn't changed. It's set up for them to get to the final. All they have to do is get through Curacao and the winner of Jamaica and Panama. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Wow, like, wow, Panama, Curacao, or Jamaica. Those are the, you're playing Curacao for sure, but. Panama or Jamaica? Wow, Armand. Wow. So difficult. Wow. This is like, I, I don't even know how to describe this. Wow. So difficult. They're not layups. I mean, go keep, go think that, but when they go, if they lose, they lose the semifinals, say I told you so. All right. All right. Well, so you could. Hey, fun fact. Hey, hey, you want, you, you want to hear a fun fact? Yes. Love me some fun facts. Curacao has more European based players than any team in the tournament. Curacao's players actually play top division football. Their goalie, Eli Roy, plays for PSV. Their captain, Cuco Martina, plays for Feyenoord. We can go, we can go through the list. A midfielder, Leandro Bakuna, plays for Cardiff. One of their fours, Allison Hoy, plays for ADO Den Haag, who's a top division team. Look, you can, over, you can overlook them all you want. That, that's okay. That's fine. Like They probably aren't the best team, and that's the first time making the, 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 the knockout stage. But it's not a layup. Steven, prediction on the scoreline. <laughs> it's going to be like 3 or 4 nothing. Armand, prediction on the scoreline. 2-0. We might be laughed at, or we might be right. Or some of us are going to take take jail, take prison. I have 4-0 with a three-goal second half. All right, listeners, question of the day. What's your confidence in this U.S. men's national team now than it was prior? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Give us your thoughts. Send in your thoughts at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. You can always email at Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast at gmail.com. You can always do it that way. Come back next week. We got more content. Another round of interviews coming your way. And yeah, deuces. There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. 
Kings Island knows what amazing means for your kid. It's exploring Planet Snoopy, an entire world filled with rides and activities made just for kids, and actually hugging the most famous beagle in the world. Amazing is getting on the fastest ride they've ever been on with mom and dad. It's racing down a water slide at Soak City Water Park. It's a funnel cake as big as their head. And we know what amazing means to you. It's the all-day smile on your kid's face. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $39.99, only at Kroger.